So today's reading is taken from the book of Revelation, chapter 11, verses 15 to 19. And this can be found on page 1,241 of the Pew Bibles if you wish to follow it there. So that's Revelation, chapter 11, starting to read at verse 15. The seventh angel sounded his trumpet, and there were loud voices in heaven which said, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Messiah, and he will reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders, who were seated on their thrones before God, fell on their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was, because you have taken your great power and have begun to reign. The nations were angry, and your wrath has come. The time has come for judging the dead and for rewarding your servants, the prophets, and your people who revere your name, both great and small, and for destroying those who destroy the earth. Then God's temple in heaven was opened, and within his temple was seen the ark of his covenant. And there came flashes of lightnings, rumblings, peals of thunder, an earthquake, and a severe hailstorm. This is the word of the Lord. Well, I want you to imagine uh, that the, the um, narrative of Revelation is like a chord of three strands. The first strand is about the victory of God over the world, which has been won through Christ. So, if you like, it's a red strand, and the symbol is the throne. The first five chapters of Revelation, uh, chapters two and three, as you know, the letters of the churches, but the first chapter is about, uh, about Christ in glory. And then chapters four and five, John is taken into the throne room of heaven. He sees heaven as it is now. And God on the throne and myriads and myriads of angels and animals and, and, and the, the dead who are in Christ praising and worshiping God. And God is on the throne, and he has won the victory over the world through Christ. And then the last two chapters of Revelation, chapters 21 and 22, uh, take us again into heaven and into what it will be like at the end of time, where everything is made new. So the first red strand... And the symbol, you see, it's all symbols, Revelation. Don't be frightened of it. It's a picture book. And once you've got hold of the symbols, uh, you're home and dry, and there's so much to learn from it. So the first strand is this red strand, as I call it, um, talking about the fact that God has won the victory over our world. He does reign on high. He is enthroned. And one day he will come again. The second strand is to do with the persistence of evil. And if you like, that's a black strand. 
and the symbol would be a dragon. So the central chapters of Revelation, chapters 6 to 20, are very dark, not, non, not unremittingly dark. Uh, there are glimpses of heaven all the way through. But, but it's basically about evil and the evil that is let loose in our world. And it answers two questions. The first question is, what happens when evil comes? And what happens is war and devastation and bloodshed and famine and brokenness and death and destruction. And you see it worked out three times uh, in Revelation in the breaking of the seven seals in the blowing of the seven trumpets and the pouring out of the seven bowls and devastation upon the earth when people ignore the living God. And the second question is, who is responsible? And the answer is Satan. So you come to chapter 13 and 14 and it gets darker and darker and you're ready to sort of uh, die and give up really at this point. Uh, Satan is like a great dragon with an enormous swishing tail uh, rushing around and creating havoc. And the central chapters of Revelation are a picture of our world. They're a commentary on the 10 o'clock news. This is what our world is like, cut off from the sovereign presence of God, or cut off from any response to the sovereign presence of God. And so we have these, ten chapter, these chapters in the middle. Now what is important is that chapters 6 to 20 are sandwiched between chapters 1 to 5 and 21 to 22. I was always sharp on maths. And, and that's, but the symbolism of that is that evil is bounded by the victory of God. The victory of God is at the beginning and the end, and evil in the middle doesn't stand a chance. So our broken world is on its way to destruction and recreation because our God reigns. Now, the symbolism of that comes out, for instance, in a little passage in chapter 12, where we see uh, uh, Satan in heaven before he becomes a fallen angel. He rebels against God, and he fights with the archangel Michael. And Michael, they win the battle against Satan, and they throw Satan over the battlements of heaven. And you see him tumbling down, and he arrives on earth. And all the people in heaven are looking down saying, Ah! We're glad to be rid of him. Good luck to you lot. And the people on the earth say, thanks very much. And he comes on earth and he creates havoc. He creates havoc. And then this little phrase, because his time is short. He knows that there is a limitation to his damage. He knows that he's defeated. So he thrashes out. He's on God's leash and he knows that one day the leash will be drawn in. So that's, that's the picture. It's a lovely picture of thinking of, of the way that uh, evil is overcome by the power of God. So the, the first thread is a red one with a symbol of a throne. The second thread is a black one and is a satanic dragon. And the third thread is a golden one. It is about the task of the church. Because you see, the situation is as follows that God has won the victory over the world in Christ. And he reigns now in heaven. And one day, what is true eternally in heaven will become true on earth when the two are joined together in new creation. Heaven is going to come down. It's coming home, to coin a phrase. It's coming home. Far better than in any uh, golden cup. It's coming home. 
And one day, heaven and earth will be joined together in new creation. Now, Revelation says to the church, to you and to me, our task is to hasten that consummation by our faithful witness after the pattern of Christ. So we are to go into all the world and proclaim his truth, to bring light. It's a golden thread. And that light will one day overcome the darkness. And God knows when he's going to bring things together, but he has promised and challenged him as to say, uh, challenged the church to say, you have a part to play in that final consummation as you are faithful. Now, if that doesn't urge you to rush out of church and proclaim your faith, I don't know what will. That the new creation depends on the witness of the church, on our corporate witness and on our personal witness as we bring the light of Christ into our broken world. Robert Louis Stevenson, when he was a little boy, um, he was standing one day uh, in the first floor of his house in Edinburgh, and his nurse was with him, and he was looking out onto the street, and the street had gas lamps. Anyone brave enough to say that they remembered them? <laughs> oh, how kind, so do I. And I can remember those gas lamps, they were, oh, you want him, and my goodness me. Uh, and they, they had a, a glass um, case that opened, and the lamplighter would go along from lamp to lamp, and he would have a, a ladder which was narrow, pointed narrow at the top. He would rest it against the horizontal strut, and he would open the, 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 the glass, and he would light the, the mantle, and the light would flare, come down the ladder and go on to the next one. And the nurse said to Robert Louis Stevenson, what are you doing? And he said, I'm watching that man knocking holes in the darkness. Isn't that good? That is the task of the church. And the passage for this is Revelation chapter 10 and verse 11, which I think is the pivotal verse of the whole book, in which uh, the angel says to John, I want you to take the scroll, which contains the purposes of God for his world. I want you to eat it, like, it, like Ezekiel, and so it becomes part of you, then I want you to pray, and I want you to keep doing it, do it again and again. So we go out today once more, again and again, to proclaim the light of Christ until that moment when at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We go out to proclaim until that moment when the kingdom of the world becomes the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Amen.